Arg, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideship Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. So, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'm going to do an ad break in about three minutes and another one in about 35 minutes and then probably a goodbye. So, Kerry, Matthew, enjoy. <laughs> it's lovely to have you back, Peter. Is it? <laughs> with, <laughs> my, with my misanthropy. Yeah, you were threatening to not bother turning up at all. So we're lucky we've even got you. Well, yeah. Uh, so many would disagree but how are you both thank you for thank you so much for um, letting me have last week off i think i was unfakeably properly ill so thank you everyone mm, poor love kerry doubted it on the pod did. yeah well i did well you know i listened uh, I, I enjoyed it i actually i really enjoyed the weeks i'm not here i i mean um i i what, what i mean is i enjoy you two chatting i think it might be better Oh, um, so no, no I'm not fishing for. I'm not. I am not fishing for compliments. I'm Are you resigning? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm if I'm going to do it any week, it would be this week. <laughs> Have you emailed sensitive cider shed documents to a? <laughs> <laughs> and do we have to fire you to now? a Swiss account or something? Yeah, and then we have to hire you back in a week. The only person in the world I think I'm probably better than, more competent than, is Suella Braverman. Uh, you know, I, I'm that. That's where my ego lives. Is I'm better than her. I've heard a lot of rumours from within Whitehall, etc., that she is remarkably dense. Yes, I know. I know. We're supposed to talk about the archers, but um, there was the the author of the book that she claimed to have um, contributed to, who rather tersely put out a statement a few weeks ago saying she was allowed to do some photocopying. Um, yeah, there's no way she she wrote Brer Rabbit. Who's she trying yeah. to kid? <laughs> so I'm I'm you. We we were having a bit of a chat before the pod, and I had basically got it wrong about Ben. So let's have an ad, and then you two can explain to me why I'm you know the archer is actually amazing, and I'm as usual being overly grumpy. Okay. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Also, why do I keep getting, whenever I listen to our pod, when it's done, I always get adverts for the Brighton Marathon. <laughs> I think I, I'm the least likely person on the planet. They know their audience, Kerry. <laughs> anyway, back to Ben. Um, you were not happy with his snivelling self-pity, were you, Peter? Is no. That no. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it was that self-pitying, really, because 
he I know it's he's a little bit egotistic, isn't he? <laughs> um, but he was genuinely, I think, sad and guilty about having fucked everything up for people. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really break down until he laid eyes upon Ruth's lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crying definitely got worse and worse the more she said, I'm right here, pet. I'm right here. <laughs> He was already saying to Beth, like, she's bringing over food, isn't she? Oh, God, what are we going to do about that? It was weird hearing um, Ruth being maternal, I thought. It, we don't hear that very often, do we? We had it when he decided to change careers, didn't he? Because she had that whole thing about her, tr- her treatment and her scare. And then he, she talked about how, he, she, that, how that mentally affected her. And Mm. she kind of put the arm around him and said, look, your dad's a bit of a twat, but if you want to go into nursing, I'll give you all my support. So they they Mm. did have that, but that's going back, I feel like two years now since Ben went into nursing. Yeah. And it's interesting. She said, um, oh, you should have told me. And you think, imagine him immediately telling Ruth that news, Ruth and David. Mm. She is sort of better in a crisis, isn't she? It's the day-to-day stuff where she's, too distracted by mm. kind of you know uh, latest you know New Zealand lambing technology to mm. really think about her kids, but actually in a crisis she normally kind of you know steps up. So I shouldn't criticise Ruth too much because you know it's probably where I live as well. But yeah, she did say as well. I thought it was quite clever that they said, "Oh well, you know, you've just told me that I'm going to be a grandparent," and he went, mm. uh, "Actually, no, it's not going to pan out like that." Yeah. Uh, and she was quite calm and, you know, if you put yourself in her shoes and your kid was like that and facing up to, it's quite a big thing in life, isn't it? Um, I thought I thought it was fair enough for him to be finally actually upset because a lot of his delivery this week has been very deadpan. When he turned up at the hospital um, or at the clinic when they were having the tests and Tracy was there. How he sort of went, yeah, it's me. I'm the dad. <laughs> yeah, he went full Darth Vader, didn't he? And yeah. I just, yeah, that was one of those episodes on Monday, and I'm sure we've all done it, where you read the tweet along before you hear the episode. So I was expecting worse from him. I didn't think he was actually that bad in the hospital. Lots of people were saying he was mansplaining everything. I really didn't feel he was doing that. I felt mm-hmm. like he went there on the back of that conversation he had with Rex, didn't he? about Bert mm. being a good man and he had that whole thing about what does it even mean to be good and he said well that's not me I'm a coward I run away from everything and then yeah. crushed a beer can and threw it heartlessly into the am surprised Rex <laughs> didn't pick him up on that so, so he's messed that up as well Kerry do you need to woman explain to us why he was mansplaining or do you think <laughs> that Matthew's right that it wasn't as bad as people made out it's a funny thing mansplaining isn't it it's easy to criticize but I think a lot you know, women, women's blame too. Some people swan's blame. <laughs> but you can't tell people off all the time for trying to sort of explain things. He wasn't as bad as the tweet along suggested, I have to admit. I, in fact, I don't think he was that bad at all. Apart from the fact he showed up and dropped the bomb about being the dad. Chelsea, to her credit, was like, uh, he overheard 
<laughs> and then it was like, uh, yeah. then I thought he was going to turn up in his scrubs and just pretend like, oh, I'm just on my break. And uh, can I hang out with you guys and possibly <laughs> come into the room? And, uh, oh, you're pregnant. Oh, okay. Because, I don't know, Tracy easily jumps at stuff as well, doesn't she? And he said something like, oh, everyone in hospital has blood tests or something. <laughs> I know, I've been in hospital before. She, She's, you know, someone who's definitely going to just jump down anyone's throat the moment they speak pretty yeah. much. I mean, I've, I've worked with um, some very highly trained and highly educated scientists and then you know and then i've noticed when they kind of you're you're in you're in the office talking within the you know the area of their expertise they find it difficult to kind of like switch to a point of humility when the topic changes it's like they're kind Mm. of like they're in their world of being authoritative so i can understand how how ben might be you know he's in a hospital and so he will be sort of accidentally or subconsciously feeling like he's on his kind of he's like on solid ground and not really thinking about some of the the subtleties of it and how Tracy might be feeling and all that sort of stuff I'm not trying to make excuses for him but just sort of trying, yeah. to think, trying to think it through but uh yeah I just it was just an incredibly naive and stupid thing to do to turn up in the first place um and also massively I don't think so obviously it is it's a complicated one isn't it because it, it he, he as he offered to do which is the right thing if Chelsea decided to keep the baby he should support her financially mm. and he should be part you know he should be a 50% participant in the, the the result of their mistake as he was in the mistake itself and all of that sort of stuff but you know it's a sliding scale isn't it at this point he has no real rights in terms of the decision although he can obviously make his feelings known mm. but so so also he shouldn't really be trying to sort of I just don't feel he should be involved any more than Chelsea wants him to be. And if Chelsea has said quite firmly, don't come. Yeah. I don't really think it's his place to kind of, even if she was trying to be nice, I don't think it's really his yet his place to overall her after the kid was born. Then obviously his rights start to develop and grow a bit more, but. Especially as that is how Tracy found out as well. Yeah. Which wasn't how Chelsea perhaps would have wanted her mother to find out. No, I mean, she's had sex with an archer, that kind of shame, that kind of stink doesn't just wash off in a week or two. My mum's going to be looking at her through that lens for gen, you know, for, for, for decades. Uh, I'm surprised Tracy didn't go, oh, it's an archer. Keep it, keep it. We might make a few, <laughs> a, a few quid here. I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean Tracy's not that person, but it, it makes sense. Mm. There, has, there has been a scene with David and Chelsea. It was a long time ago. I feel like well, it was earlier this year anyway in the probably January, February. But do you remember that? There was a scene where the two of them were talking about pretty much nothing. And David planted an idea in her head. She was like, right, that's it. Yeah, I know what to do now. I'm going to go off and do it. I have no idea what it was she went off to do. Maybe it was something to do with Blake. Um, But David was enjoying her company. I would have liked to have heard David hearing this news and not Ruth. Yeah. how He reacted. He would have just stormed off together. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Mm. He would have stormed off into the shed and put on Sultans of Swing or something, wouldn't he? Yeah, (laughs) cracking song by a cracking band. Uh, I do. um, By the way, I'm not saying this sort of editorially. I don't have a strong opinion either way. Mm. But some people have made the point that there is a hypocrisy to people who slaughter thousands of calves a year for being the wrong gender 
uh, Josh is killing little boy chicks left, right, and center. They, you know, they have a very matter of fact approach to, you know, life yeah. pre and post, um, you know, birth. Uh, so it, it, you know, surely they should all be a little less sentimental about these things. Yeah, there was a brilliant tweet. I retweeted it just before we started recording by um, at Matt underscore Mark Two, and he wrote agricultural storyline editor. Swig's can of lager, takes drag on cigarette. Yeah, I reckon a farmer's son would be upset about a woman he banged having an abortion. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, this what, it's just what Peter said, isn't it? Yeah. Would they be quite so hyster- hysterical, really? Well, I mean, you're also forgetting that most of the farming community are of a certain political and possibly religious persuasion. So they might be particular about some forms of life and not others. Not others. Yeah, true. I mean, someone should tell me all of this because she said to Chelsea, you need to be a cow to survive. Yes. <laughs> Have you been around Ambridge, mate? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. <laughs> Where are all these cows? Where do they keep going? Mm. Oh, I made a sandwich. Oh, do Otto the bull again. It's how I've survived so long. There's <laughs> your costume for the marathon picked out, Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need a bloody costume, love. Which one of us is going in the other half? <laughs> we'll draw straws for that, Peter. Oh, God. Oh, 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 human, as you just said, the human centipede of the cider shed. Who's going at the front? Who's going in the middle? Who's going at the back? Are we just flipping a coin for it? or? I think we rotate. Oh, Kerry, look at that. Ever the diplomat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We've all got to enjoy slash endure. Yes, it, uh, you know. Um, Unless you like it from both sides. <laughs> and, um, what's the worst position in the human centipede? It's definitely the middle, isn't it? Or there might be the sadness of being at the front because you can kind of see what you're involved in. Are you saying the worst or the best? The worst is the worst is the, the middle, isn't it? Well, surely at the front you can't see what you're involved in. It's the... No, because your head's free. Your head's free if you're at the, you're at the yeah, front. The person at the back. Oh, right, at least okay. if you're at the front, yeah. you could still listen to the archers. Actually, no. Hang on, I haven't thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the worst. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So, have we have we persuaded you at all, Peter, that that wasn't the worst ever episode in the archers? I think the problem for me is that uh, I really don't like Ben at the moment, and so. Mm. I just reacted very violently to it because he is so up himself and so pompous. I think basically it's, it's bigger than that. In in life in general, I the thing I react the most strongly to is kind of disingenuity and people faking who they are. Uh-huh. And so, uh, for instance, I used to work with a guy who was thought of as this kind of... What was his name? <laughs> everyone thought he was this kind of incredibly sincere quietly spoken genius and the truth was he was just thick as pig shit and just terrified to say anything was it on another podcast (laughs) (laughs) i know that guy Um, Uh, no no as i said quietly spoken kerry and well um, yeah you've well anyway and yeah um, yeah, well okay i see your point um but anyway so and he was he was unbelievably stupid. And I think the same thing, I, it's the same problem I have with Ben, is I just mm. think he's thick as pig shit. And, it, and it, people mistake his, quote, niceness for him being a good person. I'm sorry, it's not enough. Being 
quote nice is not enough for me, especially yeah. when it's a fake show full of fictional people. I don't, that's not what I need. It's a bloody shame though, isn't it? Because I can remember thinking he was great. I was looking forward to him growing up. Yeah. I remember saying that. Um, like I remember saying Josh and Ben, are, I'm really, I've got an eye on them. Mm. I really like Josh. I really like Ben. I'm really looking forward to them kind of like developing. Yeah. And I remember calling out the fact that they were becoming well-rounded characters whilst Pip was becoming this kind of mean-spirited dragon lady. Um, <laughs> Nothing's yeah. changed there then. I did get a bit confused. I don't know if you did. In the episode tonight when, um, you know, Ben was breaking down and then, you know, there was a, was, Ruth in the car with the lasagna <laughs> and then Beth ran out. Or yeah, I the... felt like they were walking across the field or something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then there was, see it. he sort of, they could overhear them shouting at each other and they're going, oh, no, what's going on? I thought, well, I wonder if, you know, they can obviously see that they're sitting there overhearing. Then there was a sound of something breaking. Did you hear that? Yeah, he went back in and smashed something into the house while Ruth was still outside. And then, then she went in, and he was crying. Is that yes? Right? Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of confusing messages tonight. <laughs> there was that whole thing when Ben said to Beth, "Why did you knock? This is our room." And then she went, "You have to let me in, Ben." I was like, "Well, he just did, mate. You knocked, <laughs> and he let you in." Someone on Twitter said that the smashing noise was that he'd um, he'd thrown down a small glass of sweet sherry, which I thought was quite. Yeah, or it's possible that um, Ruth had popped the lasagna through the letterbox yeah. and he just saw it and that was... And uh, when he did that whole thing, he was like, right, you're a really good person and I'm saving you mm. from me or whatever. And, you know, it's like, what is he doing? I expected Beth to say next, uh, Ben, I can still see you in the cupboard, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was... that. I mean, he was really over-dramatic then, wasn't he? That what and did sort he of flouncing do, around. I can I can understand him being upset, but he was really like storming around, going, "Oh, everyone's better off without me." Uh, that was mm. annoying. Yeah, I mean, we had a little talk about off air before mm. we came on about what he might be going through and stuff from personal experience. So yeah, there's a little bit of yeah the idea, the breaking down thing. We can understand it, but yeah, I don't know. Was he packing Beth a bag? I mean, she's moved in. Was mm. he, how is he? How is he? I presume it seemed that he'd kicked her out of the house. Well, this right? is it. It was very com- confusing. Was mm. I don't I don't know why we care quite as much as we are at the moment. But um, sometimes it's when you've just heard it for the first time, isn't it? And you think, what's going on here? <laughs> um, the the other thing on Ben's the yeah. other thing on Ben's conscience here is that mm. it's Rex reminded him it's the one year anniversary of him finishing Bert Fry off in a brutal game of cribbage in the bull. Oh, yes. Good heavens. Because Ben was the last person mm. to speak to Bert. And they had a couple of games of crib, apparently. And then Bert shuffled off his mortal yeah. coil. Went, went to the great soil in the sky. Yeah. And won the competition. Yeah. That's been, you know, bananas. Yep. Save myself a swear there. <laughs> Bananas. You should still bleep it. Yeah. <laughs> As being an underswear. Yeah. I quite liked it that um, Ruth was sort of thinking that, oh, they're all right. You know, Ben and Beth, they're okay. There's nothing wrong with them. I saw them, you know, a bit. But it's always like that when you move in with someone, you know, doing all that shit again. Um, 
So as if she's not in tune with her kids, really, is she properly? Obviously, no. We need we need David blunderbussing through all of this. He's he's sorely missed in this mm-hmm. in this scenario. I think like Clary blunderbussed through my elegant attempt to move us on to the next topic. Oh, <laughs> yes, she did. Yeah, she went. We went to soil, and she went right back to. I'm finished. Business there. Shut up about oh, your soil. You I'm surprised yeah. you haven't gone bananas, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to. That's another bleep, Kerry. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, you two, um, you know, you two bailed me out last week. You can consider, give yourself an extra five swears each. Go on, there you go. Oh, really can, can we have a little bit of chat about the the whole doing up of the rooms that Ben and Josh vacated? Oh, can we? Yes. When are Ruth and David gonna get the message that? Leonard and Jill are f***ing gagging for it. Because the moment they did up the caravan, they were in there at it, weren't they? Mm. And now suddenly they've done up um, Josh and Ben's old room. For some reason, I imagine they're in Josh's room. I don't know why. And Leonard's packed an overnight bag, which means he never stays overnight. Yeah, but I thought he has stayed there before because I'm sure he was sort of like up early making breakfast one time and people were like, oh, oi, oi, weren't they? In the kitchen there. Yeah, I think so. Do you not I remember so. that? Yeah. And they were definitely, they were locked in for a night of wild passion because they had a Bronte novel. Mm. And the, the other book was traumatised me a bit because it was called How to Keep Rosie, which makes me think they yeah. kidnapped her. <laughs> Looking after roses. I thought that was a very strange bit where Pip and Helen, not Helen, not Helen wasn't involved. It was Pip and Ruth. It's just that they're interchangeable, horrific creatures. <laughs> um, when they were really laughing about the thought of Jill, Jill and Leonard shagging, weren't they? Uh, proper, proper howling with laughter. It was quite bad fake laughing, actually, I thought. And then Pip went all undulating at the end, went, well, how do you, long do you think you'll be staying? Her love eggs were kicking in at that point. <laughs> and Ruth sort of went, oh, you mean the whole time that they were picking out the fixtures and fittings and going, over, you know, not paying any attention to my thoughts was because they want this to be a cabin. <laughs> I've been reviewing these Scandinavian web interior design websites and these are the best shades and curtains to get to drive your woman bandy. Ruth, have you thought of uh, uh, putting a sex swing from that um, beam there and maybe some <laughs> giant hooks up all along that wall? That could go that grand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A really massive mirror on the ceiling. And a champagne bucket should hold just enough lube to get, you know, get through one session with Jill. <laughs> to get Jill going. Yeah. <laughs> It seems to be a very long thing at waist height in the shower to hang your to hang your clothes on. You've just reminded me. I'm making a solemn promise right here, right now. Um, so, uh, I am going to fit a an Asian style um, one of those little uh, toilet hose pipes in my next bathroom. What the hell are you talking about? Well, you were just talking about um, lube, and I was thinking about yeah. getting messy, and what and then those? I was like, what. In Asia, they have those little, um, uh, like a little hose pipe with a little squirter on the end. So you don't have to use toilet paper, you just squirt your bum. Uh, oh. there, is, there is a product you can buy which you fit to the toilet, which replicates a bidet. Yes, exactly and that. When, exactly when you're that. finished, 
Yeah, as I said, during the pandemic, you know, in the in the kingdom of no toilet paper, the man with the bidet is king. And I felt yeah. like that often living in Portugal. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's absolutely majestic. I, I really I think there's um, if you're looking for proof, if there was some kind of hot air balloon test where every civilization is flying towards a mountain range and you have to sort of jettison one at a time, mm. the little squirty bum hose would keep a lot of countries from that side of the world in the balloon till quite late in the day, I think. Well, I won't mention any names, but a good friend of mine in Ireland, the first time that his parents and him and his brother went on holiday when they were youngsters in the early 80s, they went to Mallorca. And when they got to the bathroom, the parents just went, sure, that's just the bath for the kids. <laughs> and the kids got in it. Oh, I think loads of kids have had a right old play with the bead. Of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't think anyone actually really realizes. Helen wouldn't that. allow that, obviously. Children are disgusting anyway. And, you know, I say that with some authority at the moment. They're absolutely vile. Kids? Oh, Josiris punched me in the balls earlier on. <laughs> walked out of nursery, walked up to me, boulders brass, boop, little punch on the balls. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, where'd you get that? I didn't get across. I was just I was too shocked. I was like, where'd you get that from? And he's just, he's just like, nah. Just, you know, didn't even, he's just like, yeah, whatever. Did you like, double what? up and... How? Well, no, I think uh, Matthew will testify. It's a question of angles. Like a, a proper solid punch, a solid knock from one angle wouldn't doesn't do anything. Whereas the lightest graze from a crucial uh. or specific angle could have you, you know, like you know, on the ground. It's not mm-hmm. a, it's not an exact science. I didn't know that was an issue until, and I must have been, I must have been quite young because I barely remember it. But I think the ramifications of it I remember was that I, I jumped two-footed onto the sofa and landed <laughs> on my dad's crotch. And uh, my dad went up oh t- upstairs God. for some time. <laughs> you Graham soonest, your dad in the groin. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I seem to remember my mum saying, I hope you're pleased with yourself. I had no idea what I'd done. I had no concept. But they then they then tied me to a wall, put tusk on, and took it in turns to punch me in the neck. Let me shit out of you. Yeah. Good old fashioned weird, weird um, you know. retribution. I've got to stop joking about this because apparently a couple of weeks ago, when me and Peter talked about it, my auntie messaged my mum during the podcast and went, "You should have beat him. Should have beat him hard." <laughs> Wait till you get home at Christmas time. Oh God, yeah, I'm you've got it coming for you. I know. I'm, I'm a dead man. My my dad, when I was must have been six, sort of said to me, patted he he's just like patting himself satisfiedly on the stomach. My dad's six foot five, and um and he's like, pat me as hard as you want, pat me as hard as you want, and I did, and I I you know I punched as I'd been taught through the legs, um going <laughs> upwards as hard as I could and took the the old <laughs> down and. Um, <laughs> My my mum afterwards, I remember I was sort of standing over him in you know with him vanquished, lying on the sofa like Matthew's dad groaning, and my mum came past and was just like, "You asked for it, shut up, stop moaning." My dad, <laughs> your mum should have started doing the count. Yeah. <laughs> Does that qualify for Pat chat? <laughs> well, my mum, my mum's not Pat Archer. Come on, Kerry. No, you said pat me, pat me harder. Oh God! No, I, I tell you, I tell you what might call it. I tell you, what, we have to have Pat chat because um, there was another Pat mentioned this week. Pat Fletcher agreed oh, yeah. to to play witch, and then she couldn't because she had to go on holiday. There were two other names mentioned as well, weren't there this week that no one's ever heard of before? I don't think to do with the horsey place, the eventing horse world oh. um, <laughs> is that the well, name is that the official name of the stables Kerry? yeah horse world. 
And I liked it because the two female names mentioned were very horsey. Do you remember what they were? There was a Susie someone. No. Begins with an S, though, one of them. Uh, you know, it wasn't Sharon, let's face it. It wasn't Sabrina, was it? It was Sadie. Oh, God. And, ah. and Francesca. Maybe I misheard Sadie as Susie then, because there was a point where they said, because um, I presume this is the course that's deadly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they keep talking about Because Mia said to Oliver, oh, my God. Yeah. Look at the, the way that person just went, oh, he'll be all right. But he's impaled on a spike. Yes. No, no, that's just uh, that's just character building. But I thought they heard that I thought I heard that a woman called Susie jumped over something called the coffin jump. Yeah, that was Sadie. Yeah. Ah, mm. oh, it was a Sadie. Which is okay. which is a rider frightener. This thing is a bloody nightmare. It's, I feel like it's like the trenches in the Somme. Yeah. You two have seen eventing courses, well, haven't you? Yes, yeah, of Not course. Really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have. It used to be near my grands in um, Froome. Mm-hmm. So I remember, uh, you know, and I I remember being, I used to have to beat for various hunts and stuff. So I was kind of, you know, vaguely proximate to all of these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, the right side of the field, Kerry, not the gun side. The, okay. um, the, the, so you uh, weren't blooded or whatever it was? Uh, no. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a there was a there was a pause there. Well, no, because I don't want to be disingenuous. I don't want to be a liar. So my gran would have loved it. So my gran was very much an airy beast and social climber. And if you'd listened to her, you would have thought that she was related to Camilla Parker Bowles. But uh, she was in fact the daughter of a bookie, and had <laughs> then been sent to private school using you know bookkeepers' money, you know money from mm. the bookies. So she was very keen to kind of climb the social ladder. Meanwhile, meanwhile, her children were a lot more down to earth, especially because my grandfather disappeared, a whole nother story. So they actually, when he disappeared, they they suddenly became penniless. Aww. So there was a, so you had a kind of, so on the one hand, you've got this sort of, this very social climbing woman who's determined to be like a sort of higher sense of mm. decay. On the other hand, there was a long period of time when they had absolutely no cash. So it's a bit complicated. So that's, I just was, I don't, I like to be honest with you too. So I didn't yeah. want to be disingenuous. To be honest, Camilla Parker Bowles looks a bit like she'd live or be married to a bookie. Hang on. I've just had a flashback here. An episode where I think I was traveling. You guys did a show and I remember listening and Peter said, and is it the same relative had like a crystal statue, statue of red rum in their living room? Or have I dreamt all of that? That was a three-quarter size one that was like almost life-size, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was my great-grandmother, the White Witch. <clears throat> ah, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I mean, should we talk witches? Oh, look at that. So now, come on, Kerry. You, yeah. can, you cannot resist a segue like that. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, I did want to ask, is Mia going to... Is I mean, But we kind yeah. of got our answer there. She is going to... She's going to f*** with the, with the elite at the ball, isn't she? And Brad's mm. going to be her right-hand man. But... Yeah. I, yeah, that was all very tiresome. I guess that's that was all placeholder content, wasn't it? But um, so Matthew and I were exchanging messages this week, Kerry. Yeah. Um, you know, we occasionally often do sort of, you know, um, stuff with, uh, you know, recording software. Mm, and we oh were discussing. God. So, Matthew, what were we talking about? I asked Peter if I were to research it, could we have a cackle off between Lillian's witch and you just laughing at one of our oh. jokes? And Peter <gasps> said, "Have you found some of me cackling?" Peter, 
Peter said, no, that's terrible. You can't do that. So <laughs> I, presu- I presume it doesn't exist, but I should hop. We, we had quite a fear, fearsome, uh, fearsome argument, actually. I was like, how dare you talk about R. Kerry like that? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I got really, you know, got really quite nasty. We patched it up. We're here today, thank the Lord. But um, the reason I push back against it, Kerry, is I don't think you have a cackle. I don't think there is any... I don't. Th- I think I thought it was a non-starter to some extent. So I don't laugh now. Oh, what you're worried about your cackle? Yes, <laughs> I do. I laugh a lot. I laugh too much. Um, it probably borders on cackling. I would imagine at times. You don't have the raw equipment to be a witch. You don't look like a witch. You don't have the laugh of a witch. Do I? I mean, what, I thought Lillian was a very. Convincing. Hang on, that, that would just sum up. That would just sum up that whole episode if you just made that noise over and over again, Peter. To be yeah, I might try and make a jingle out of that. Yeah, coming useful. That's probably the most used one. The kind of conf- the kind of confused and sort of like slightly annoyed. <laughs> Do you know what? There was a lot of conversation on Twitter about this witch business. Um, to do with the fact that it's very misogynistic that how witches are portrayed. And I think Kate was trying to go there a bit with, you know, it should be, they were wise women, not boil-faced child eaters. I don't know about that. I, I, obviously, the whole concept of witches true witches you know as in like Salem witch trials and all that sort of stuff it's mm. incredibly misogynistic it's it was you know it was a brutal it was a brutal exploitation of kind of like you know um gender politics to to yeah. to, to exploit and to kill and to oh, it's horrible you know like it's no there's nothing funny about it but but the the, the, the comedy witch as it plays out in modern society and in Halloween I think mm. has little to no relevance to the, the you know the the witches as described the oppression of wise women of old yeah. in the villages I think, I think you can hold those two things in your head at the same time without being confused yeah. isn't the if you say the case of true witches is definitely not the salem witch trials is it because they all drowned because they weren't witches i mean you, but i am speaking as someone who's been looking at a classroom of kids today dressed as mummies and witches and ghosts so mm. i can't really can't really speak on that behalf but I mean, why Kate was so against it I mean obviously I think it's more pride than anything else isn't it that she she doesn't want to just don the makeup and do it but I mean oh, I loved that it when she said um she couldn't bear to think of her skin suffocating under yeah, clean paint I, I love her I mean any yeah she was it was great to have her back but anyone that follows my twitter will know that I had to sing via the medium of a squirrel hand puppet this week and you know, in the last few years, I've gone from bellowing orders around <laughs> burning hot kitchens with a brigade <laughs> of chefs to standing in front of a bunch of kids with a little squirrel puppet. I do like the way that karma bit you on the ass last week on the podcast. <laughs> if I do this and you were there going, well, of course, in the first term, you don't lose your game face. You don't laugh till Christmas. <laughs> and the next week you're being rolled out with a glove puppet. How did it go? It went fine. I don't have to see these kids again because I, I won't be teaching them. There's a big running joke you in the school. The <laughs> yeah, with the squirrel. I did accidentally. Uh, well, the squirrel unzips at the back, and part of the dub, the act is you're meant to turn it inside out, and it turns into a, a squirrel-faced rucksack as well. But I didn't mm. realise you're not meant to do that in front of the kids because it traumatises <laughs> them. And I did it in front of them, and they all freaked out. Oh, so they're probably these kids. Yeah, I've raised a generation of Portuguese kids that are probably. And your napkins. Yeah, 
Just say it's not f***ing real. It's a puppet, you morons. I know, but they'll be... Oh, all right, Kerry. Uh, hey, teacher. That's how you that's... deal with six-year-olds. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's a generation <laughs> of Portuguese kids nailing squirrels in Serra Halves to trees in a couple of years, then I'll take the blame. But <laughs> mm. I don't think it was me. But no, it went fine. I'm not entirely mm. sure that some of the songs I weren't singing weren't voiced by Shambridges, I have to say. I did ask her, and I think it might just be a voice actor thing where she was just like, I actually don't even, I think she was like, it mm. might be me. Should we pop an ad in? And then we've got, we've still got so much stuff to get through. We've got to talk about the whole Brad, Mir and George thing. Yeah. So let's, um, Kerry, uh, let's let's listen to some more inspiration for you to do your marathon, and then we can um, <laughs> come back and get that stuff sorted. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's in the bottle? Yeah, I thought we would find that out today. Yeah, I thought so too. Episode. And when they first found the bottle, I thought, oi, oi. Alice has been drinking again and hiding bottles everywhere. Is this linked to um, Kenton's diary somehow? I tweeted that, but only in tribute to Leo, where I said, "Is this a? Con- are they about to find a confession that Tracy is the daughter of Kenton <gasps> and Clary? Like a message in a bottle, but instead of like throwing it into the sea or the am, they sort of buried it. Yeah, I mean, what well, if Kate found it? It would be a massage in a bottle, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh, ja- Jazza and Tracy had massage. Oh, they did, oh. didn't they? Mm. Oh, yeah. I I wonder what it is. I think it must be linked to the Kenton thing because they can't have two side yeah. by side sort of time portal plot lines. Mm. Would Kenton, as a what? How old was he at the time? Twenty something year old. Oh no, no, no! He was in his teens. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. It, it was the, it was the, it was the diary of a teenage boy. She was a few years older than him. Oh, it, I always get mixed up with who was older. Right, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. Do you think that's something that a teen boy would do? Put a little message into a bottle. I guess it's a way of sort of expressing your thoughts and feelings, and no one ever seeing them. I think I I actually did the stereotypical uh, message in a in a coke bottle, sealed it, and threw it into the. The sea off the Isle of Wight. Sorry, uh, Mia, if you're listening, and other and stop oil and everyone else. There's a, a a young Finnish girl who's about to pick up the bottle tomorrow. And there's a sad little note. <laughs> so yeah, he was 14, I guess, because he was born in 1958, and the diary was our year of birth, wasn't it, Peter? 1974. Yes, that's why it's stuck in my memory. Yeah, he can't have been 14 because he wouldn't have been able to sire yeah. a child really. 16, then, would he? 16, 16. Okay. He would have been 16 or thereabouts. Oh, God. I really hope this happens. I really hope Tracy is the child of Kenton. I th- I think you two, I admire your optimism. I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. But, you mm. know, sorry. But do you think they're going to end up, her and Jazza are going to end up with some adoption thing and then it's going to be, they're going to find out that it happened 
they generation can't. before as well. Uh, I think it's absolute madness. It's all going very Thomas Hardy if they do that, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously there were hints, weren't there, with Jazza this week where he was like, oh, I, you know, I just can't help thinking that there's a baby now and next week there won't be a baby. And if it was him, he doesn't know how he would cope with it and so on, whilst also adding, but it is Chelsea's decision 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so there's hints there that, oh, and he said also, didn't he, when he found out, well, heard the rumour about Tracy being pregnant, part of him was happy, part of him was, I uh, can't remember which word he used, it was sort of sad or or whatever, um, scared, I think it was. Um, so there are hints that he would quite like to be a dad. He doesn't want to doesn't want to uh, show his hand, does he? No. I don't think in all of this. Yeah, I mean, one th- one interesting thing in all of this was he he played hooky, didn't he, with Chelsea, and they sat and watched reruns of Gogglebox on whatever day mm. that was. Was that Tuesday or Monday? Yeah, he I bunked don't remember. off. Yeah, he bunked off, and he, he he gave an excuse to Neil, which means Neil doesn't know, but Susan does about Chelsea. Oh yeah. I've, got, I've just been having a think, right? So you know, like the moon landing. There's people who think, oh, it must be faked, but then. There's people who think it's faked, but then you think about the number of people who'd have to be in on the lie mm. for it to be faked. And it's just like, well, it's not, it's not the faking of it that's difficult. It's the keeping of the secret. And that's the same thing. Like, how are Tracy and Jazza ever going to pull that off? Like, well, they super, won't be able to pull it off now, but yeah, like everyone knows it just, it's just not credible. And Ben's not going to stand by and watch his beautiful archer child be raised by some, you know. Oh, but maybe they won't hide it. They'll just go, yeah, we're going to do the looking after. Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise, I think, are both. Are these it Tom Cruise? No, Jack Nicholson, definitely. He was raised by his um, his grandmother. It was his, his sister was his mum, if that makes sense. Tom Cruise was? Sorry, Jack Nicholson. All right. Yeah. Hang on, Jack Nicholson is Tom Cruise's sister? Jack Nicholson <laughs> is Tom Cruise's sister, but they were both raised by, by Tom's mum. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Nixon was in The Witches of Eastwick. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Yeah, and that's not a sexist movie, so that's fine. Also, that Woodland Walk Halloween thing sounds quite shit, doesn't it? You sort of wander around, you get given a biscuit. Oh, what was a, that? Yeah. A slimy got, drink. They stop at one point and they have to rub one out over a spider biscuit. <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, yeah, you get a slimy drink and then what was it at the end? Something. Oh, you have you get to carve a turnip and then um, they went all bloody green on that, didn't they? Going, yeah, because we, oh, it was Kirsty, wasn't it? We don't want pumpkins to be used. That's all too American. We'll use turnips. Yeah. It's really bloody hard to carve. That's that's funny because somebody showed me carved turnips today in work on their phone. So maybe maybe it's a. Uh... Ah. But, but they were saying, and the peelings go in the witch's cauldron and then they can take them home to eat them, like no wastage. Has she ever met a three-year-old or a four-year-old or a five-year-old? <laughs> yeah. I know. What's the grand finale, though? That's cloaked in secrecy, isn't it? Because Kirsty says, and then they'll go on to the grand finale, but we'll talk about that back in the office. Mm. And we never They're going to set the Lower Loxley on fire or something. Well, Lower Loxley did a Halloween thing about three years ago and they scared mm. the shit out of everyone by throwing a mummy onto a load of kids, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they got loads of complaints. Was it because they turned the mummy inside out and into a rucksack? 
yeah. I can't imagine this thing. Like with Lillian hiding in the bushes, sort of coming out going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was quite fun hearing her oh. getting absolutely clapped out by, uh, yeah. by all of that stuff. So, guys, do you mm. think we have talked enough archers given the material that we were given? Yeah, I have one question to you too, and it's a very quick question. Is Rex going to score with Lily because Ben got Chelsea pregnant and Chelsea's mum accused Russ of being the father? My head just fell off. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Is Rex, gonna, is, is Rex going to end up with Lily because Lily is now single because Ben got Chelsea pregnant and Tracy accused Russ of being the father, causing Lily and Russ to split up, thus opening the pathway for Rex. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. And he okay. sat on the river, and he sat on the riverbank with Ben, moaning about how he doesn't really have a girlfriend. Uh, I like Rex. I'd I go like with Rex. him. I'd, I, I think he's good husband material. Yeah, I, th- you know, I think he's been. I think he's been. It's implausible how little action he's had, and how, uh, how you know, like Toby is basically slept with everyone and no one has been interested in Rex like you know especially if at a very basic level he's supposed to be this former professional sportsman who's also you know working out in the outdoors he must have a kind of sort of rudimentary kind of rough appeal Mm, yeah good shout that could happen I don't know if I see Rex and Lily together though do you as a couple the obvious one is Kirsty isn't it yeah it is it is exactly yeah I think they're better suited actually Mm. Rex and Kirsty. He certainly got quite excited when she took Kate to pieces earlier. But I I I found that reminded me of a few years ago when Pip just unceremoniously decided she was giving up on the rewilding. And (laughs) uh, Rex completely schooled her, didn't he? And said, all right, well, let's draw up a legal document. And and she was like, I loved that. And totally did her in, didn't he? Brilliant. Thank you for that. that was, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That was absolutely, it's like, welcome to the real world, uh, Pip. This is how mm. grown-ups do it. Can I just ask one other question as well? How do you think Mia and Brad are going to f*** the hump ball? Mm-hmm. I mean, I very childishly suggested that she was going to poo in their pockets in the cloakroom via the side <laughs> of Twitter. Um, I apologise for that. You left me in charge of it did last you? night, Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> Will it, mm. So she, they don't want to get caught. That's right. Yeah, she, she's ended it by saying, um, "We're going to do something really wicked." I don't know if she meant wicked as in boss, as in amazing, or wicked, wicked. Well, I think it's going to be something Route One. They've got access to the coats. They've oh, they've heavily trailered this weird numbering system, so they'll do something like you know something. They'll. It, trick people into going home with the wrong coats and at the same time put like i don't know meat in all the pockets or something blood, like blood <laughs> yeah. in the pockets or yeah or like dead chicks they'll raid josh's hen house and fill it all with dead chicks i reckon buckets of plant-based blood carry-esque above the stage and then they just all unleash them and everyone gets covered in some kind of like i don't know um pomegranate cordial yeah, because if they're not going to get caught, they're not going to sort of chuck blood all over the coats or put them coat in pockets. It's just obviously them. They can't do the coat thing. They are going to f- up, aren't they? So it's 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 absolutely irrelevant what the. I mean, it was it was a big up, big setup, wasn't it? Where you had Lizzie and Oliver guffawing, but oh yes, and then yeah, and oh. then we all 
Then we all chundered into our top hats. <laughs> and then next minute you've got you've got Brad going, these bloody poshies chundering <laughs> into their top hats. Yeah. The, You're um, right, Peter. You vanished temporarily there. Oh, he did, didn't he? Oh, no. He's gone. Hang on. Maybe he chundered everywhere. Can you hear me? Will everything so far be saved? I hope so. Can you hear me? Hang on. Let's see what he's, if he's in the WhatsApp. So, guys, sorry about that. Um, just so you know what happened, um, I was launching into a very flamboyant Oliver Sterling impersonation <laughs> and the internet censored me. It said, no, this is either too shit or too controversial for the good people of planet Earth to hear. So there you go. Sorry about that. Oh, just do it again. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We're, we're waiting. Uh, You've angered the gods, Peter. No, me Look, you just, it's not a repellent store. You just go down to the village, pick a young boy, take him back to the house, lay him out like Aslan on a slab and shave him. You just, you know, it's just normal, good country fun. Um, or something like that. I can't remember, but yeah. Um, so um, if people, should, we, should I do a, a, a shitty segue into the Twitter stuff? Um, so if people want to, mm. you know, talk to us about the arches, God knows why they want to, Christ, after this week. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, do you do you do you feel after chatting about it for you know close to an hour? Do you feel a little bit better about this week? I I do, and I think I was the one who needed the most help. You were the one who needed the most help, so I'm glad yeah. to hear that. You know, yeah, we we've helped a little bit. <laughs> it, I'd say I'm back to neutral, so it's as if I ah. never listened to the Archers this week. So I mean, <laughs> but that's that's one a testimony to how helpful you two have been to me. Mm and also how bad the week was. Yeah, I mean, essentially, the podcast every week for you, Peter, is me and Kerry talking you back from the ledge that you're about to jump off, which is no more archers. You're jumping into you're jumping into an archer's free life, and we're like the people on the roof going, don't do it. You've got that friends. That is occasionally true. That is occasionally true, and I think that's definitely the reputation I have. But, but I was looking today at the numbers for the podcast, which I do once a week, and um, there was a high point about a month and a half ago, and we were talking about this when the whole Chelsea being pregnant thing was first happening. And there was mm. lots more people tuning into the Archers, and we got our biggest numbers ever. Um, we still, it's still roughly around there. It never goes down. It just, you know, like mm. we had one of our biggest jumps. Apart and... from Podarella ditching us, <laughs> we lost, we lost dear Podarella. But oh, no. and that was because we slag off the Archers. I remember really enjoying it then. So I do, I do accept that the characterisation is fair. And I get a bit of abuse on Twitter, more of in a moment. But uh, yeah, I, I, this week's been tough, hasn't it? But um, yeah, so if people do want to tell me I'm a miserable sod and to commiserate with you and um, Matthew Kerry, where do they go? To at the Cider Shed Pod, where we have still growing followers of 2,657. And I'm going to spend quite a bit of this weekend following back lots of people who have followed us. Mm. I, need, I need to do that. Yeah, good work. I mean, Kerry put so much effort when we first started up the podcast, reaching out to people. When work. I was helming that Twitter account on Thursday, someone replied to something I tweeted with a very witty tweet, and I thought I should must remember that and mention it on the pod. And I even said to them, "I might feel the need to bring this up on the pod." And do you think I can remember what it was now? No. We had a couple of nice reviews as well. Paul Newman, who isn't Drago Mount Fitchett. 
apparently. He gave us a lovely five-star review. Um, he wished you a speedy recovery, Peter. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was so funny as ever with Kerry's hate to the forefront. Whoa, 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 whoa. With Kerry, as funny as ever? F- you, man. Without you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funnier than it's ever been. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then there was another one by Coles75, who I think maybe has accidentally done a four star instead of a five star because it's a glowing, glowing review. Brilliant words. I never miss an episode. I love the concept of the podcast. Three friends talking about the highs and lows of the archers. There's great chemistry between them and lots of laughs. And let's not forget Mystic Matthew and his great plot predictions. If you enjoy the archers, you really should give it a listen. Oh, my. Okay. Um, I, did you see Four the... stars. Four stars. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we just need to up our game to get that fifth star. Yeah. Really. Um, True. But if you, yeah, five star reviews, like we do, I do make some nice templates of those. I made one uh, in the week, which I posted on our Instagram, which is the same handle as our Twitter, which is at the Sardershed Pod, which was the Heroes one, which I also put in our stories and set it to the music of the David Bowie song Heroes. And I put it on Facebook, and Alexandra McLean got in touch to say, Yay, that review was from me, which I thought was awesome. People oh, getting to see nice. the reviews coming up there. Um, yeah, so that Facebook group is at the Cider Shed Podcast. You can find us there as well. It was Peter Bowker, and I think it was in my own personal account that I had that conversation. Oh, I am, I am looking back. Okay. No, no, no. It, my bad. Cool. So give me, give me two absolute seconds, and I will find it for you. So it was Peter Bowker was the tweet I was looking for, and it was with the Cider Shed Pod. wasn't my own personal account. Um, was when I complained that Beth was going to be in it. And I just said, oh, arse the tits. Beth is in it tomorrow. That was last night. And Peter Bowker responded, I thought you were quoting dialogue. That would be refreshing. I have high hopes of Mia throwing blood over Justin at the hump ball at the same time as Rory arrives on gigolo duty. What I'm thinking is that Justin is about to tell everyone, I presume about Rory, but that is the exact moment when that Mia throws the blood that Vince Casey has let her buy from the slaughterhouse at its <gasps> rates. Rory, sensing his escape route, kicks Justin in the knackers as he goes down. <laughs> well, I Sorry. hope so. So it'll be a bit like those oil-stopping people with the custards. It was custard on the, the Van Goths, and then it was uh, orange paint on the Rolex building, and then it was something else on. There was something in Amsterdam as well. I mean, it's, you know, uh, it's the right to protest, right to protest versus the right to protest. You know. mm. Yeah, if if it's that versus that twat Julia Hartley Brewer, which I exactly. owned question time last night, I know which side I'm on. So I uh um I have a problem because I ordered a pizza. <laughs> okay. Our, our search for uh our search for tweets has I'm now staring at I'm staring at um what's his name? Um Gabrielle is about four streets away, so I need to piss off. Okay. All right. Shall we um, gently draw the podcast to a close? I will try and finesse the uh, the tail end of this into some kind of um, sensible shape, and I will chat to you later. Yeah. See you next week. See everyone. Bye. Hang on.